You've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. total career success with ken and cheryl dawson the mission of this radio show is to enable every listener to achieve their career aspirations and advance their careers to achieve their potential and meet their financial goals now here are your hosts ken and cheryl dawson welcome everyone ken and cheryl here and we're with dr betty spence president of the national association of female executives and we're going to be talking about women in leadership well we also want to say happy valentine's uh, to everyone, I think it's appropriate we should be talking about women leaders on on this day, and uh, certainly women play a significant role in executive leadership in organizations of all sizes, both for profit as well as not uh, for profit, and of course in government. And today's guest is uh, as president of the National Association of Female Executives is going to share with us insights in um, females in executive leadership as well as career development. Uh, and some uh, strategies both for organizations as well as individual females uh, aspiring to leadership roles. So stay tuned for some real insight um, in today's presentation. But before we begin, I just want to remind everyone of our uh, seven free videos for you, our listeners, to help get you a better job, better pay, and a better life. To access these free videos, simply go to www.betterjobbetterlife.com. Now to introduce our guest for today, Dr. Betty Spence has served as president of NAFI uh, since 2001. She created the annual list of the NAFI top companies for executives and um, chairs the NAFI Roundtable, which brings together America's most senior corporate women to tackle issues related to their advancement. Dr. Spence advises companies on the advancement of women and conducts corporate workshops on leadership. An author, speaker, and expert on women in business, Betty is frequently a guest on national network television programs and quoted in major media. Welcome, Betty. Hi. Good to have you here. Well, tell us a little bit about your career and what led you to NAFI. Uh, well, it's an interesting story, as, as most women's stories are who have um, had careers that are of our generation. I am the baby boomer generation, and so most of our careers were at best opportunistic because there weren't a lot of paths that were open to women when I got out of college, which was in the late 60s. I was an academic and a teacher for many years, a professor, uh, and I segued through uh, a, a writing career into doing some public relations for a few years, especially crisis public relations, segued from that into doing the uh, public relations communications and writing for the women's organization known as Catalyst, uh, which is a nonprofit think tank on uh, women's advancement. 
that works with corporations on helping their women advance. I worked for them for four years, wrote a book called Be Your Own Mentor for uh, Women to, to Use to uh, Propel Their Own Advancement, and then uh, moved from there to running the National Association for Female Executives. So Catalyst was kind of working with NAFI, and that was the connection for you, Benny? We are friends. We are partners. Um, we don't exactly work together. Um, Catalyst does a lot of research. We are not a research organization. NAFI is an association of um, women executives and entrepreneurs. Uh, we, we make use of Catalyst research all the time, and whenever I'm out talking, I'm out there using their information. They're the ones who count how many women are in uh, various positions like corporate boards and in executive positions and, and so on. And so it's very useful information. Absolutely. And tell us a little bit about the membership makeup of NAFI. We have 10,000 members right now. They are all over the um, continental United States, as well as uh, members who are uh, in Europe and in Africa and now in Asia. We have what we call INAFI, or International NAFI, which we began a, a couple of years ago, bringing in members from different countries around the world. So uh, it's an expanding thing, but most of our focus is in the United States. We are a very big tent. We um, embrace all women who are in the workplace. And that means women who are starting out in a corporate job all the way on up to the CEOs of Fortune 50 companies. We have women who are starting businesses at their kitchen table, and we have women who are running multi-billion dollar uh, businesses. So it's a very big tent because our mission is a, is a very simple one. Our mission is women's advancement. Uh, women's success in the corporate and um, uh, business world. So, Cheryl, it's, it's, um, a, it's an organization that advocates for women at all levels. We advocate for women business owners. We advocate for women executives. We advocate for women starting out. Uh, we work with them uh, to, to get what they need in Washington, and we work what they, with, them, with them to get what they need at their companies. Betty, do you have uh, job search and career development uh, resources within your organization to help your women executives? All of that is available online. We don't have those people on staff, but uh, if you go to our online um, email, uh, our online URL, which is www.nafenafi.com, uh, you can see all of the resources that are available. We have experts that answer questions about almost everything related to your career. Uh, and we have a lot of other things on there that are available as well. There are a lot of things that, that, that we offer. We also offer benefits for members, such as um, reduced rate insurance and travel benefits and 1-800-Flowers and so on. So there's a lot of benefits that, that are sort of peripheral to actual business success. So not, not that flowers are peripheral to business success, because sending flowers is a great thing to do to your boss, but especially on Valentine's Day. But, oh, absolutely. Uh, well, I, I, I've visited your website, so I encourage everybody to take a look at uh, the rich array of um, connections that you make for for your membership. That's great. Well, we assist employees in transition, uh, Betty, and we've done that for many years, helping mm -hmm. uh, both fe uh, female and male, of course, um, who are uh, in all levels of the organizations, but also at the executive roles and in all functions and industries. So we've had a, a broad exposure ourselves. And we've, been, uh, we've seen many accomplished uh, female executives compete head-to-head -head with their male counterparts. 
Why is there still a role for an association dedicated specifically to developing female executives? Very important question. I've been in this field now since 1994 is when I went to Catalyst. So, um, you know, we're talking nearly 20, what is it, 1994? Yeah, uh, nearly 20 years. I'm... um, I'm always hoping that we're going to make a quantum leap, and actually I see a quantum leap coming up, but uh, there are still many obstacles and challenges that women face uh, when they go into the workplace. And so an association like NAFI is a wonderful place for women to get together because we have chapters all around the nation. We have NAFI affiliates in almost every state that are independent but affiliated with us and have uh, events where they can come together. Plus, NAFI does events all around the country. It's a place for the women to come together and do business together and offer tips to each other and support each other uh, in the challenges that they face in their businesses and in, in the corporation. It's not that there is anyone that's trying to keep women from succeeding. It's just that the system still hasn't made an adjustment from the time that it was created by and for men. It was really built around the military model, the industrial model. It was built when when, uh, heavy lifting was a major part of of one's job, and that's just not the case anymore. You know, heavy lifting is in the mind now, not not in the in the body. Alas, we need more manufacturing jobs in this in this country to boost our economy. But the fact is we're more a service economy now than than we've ever been before. Uh, so there are challenges that that we still face due to entrenched ways of doing business. Some fields are more difficult than others for women. Uh, we are finding that the financial services industry is still the most one of the most difficult nuts to crack, so is, so is um, uh, certain client service work. Um, and that isn't because the women can't do it. It isn't because the women can't have a family and, and have a, a full-time, very serious job at the same time. They can. Some women believe they can't, so there is that fear factor going on. I don't think I can have my personal life and my family at the same time as I have a job, which is why we need to have an association like NAPI so they can learn that, yes, indeed, it is possible. In fact, we have hundreds of thousands of members who are, are out or friends out there who are doing it. Um, but also um, that they, um, they can um, find support and avenues at the right organizations. Uh, you mentioned that we name the top companies for executive women every year. We, we analyze what the companies are doing. Um, and we find companies where succeeding is possible for women. They show the numbers. If a company doesn't show the numbers of women succeeding, we're not, we don't put them on the list. It has to be a place not, that doesn't just have policies and practices that are meant to help women, but they also have to be, some, be, be showing that those policies and practices are working. So we can recommend companies that will offer women the kind of opportunities that they need to move to the top. Well, and I think that that's an impressive list uh, as well, Betty, as I look through the names on that list. We're going to be talking about that more as we get on into the program. Um, you know, in in our book, and uh, Complementary Resources, Job Search, A Total System, we've really laid out a detailed strategy for job search, but also for career advancement that's based on principles of success that apply to everyone. 
uh, female and male, of course. What do you see as the key qualities for career success and that you've experienced in your own career, uh, Betty, but also in those within your associations um, and to help um, you know, aspiring women to achieve their goals? The most important thing that women have to remember, uh, and this is something that seems to be almost genetic, <laughs> men seem to know this, it comes with a Y chromosome, and women don't, and that is that nobody who succeeds makes it alone. You cannot um, expect to succeed either with your own business or in a corporation without getting help. Uh, You need mentors, you need sponsors, and you need a network to help make connections for you. Women still believe, as they often, as girls do often in, in, uh, in school, that my hard work will pay off. They work hard in their, you know, second, third, fourth grade classes. They get A's, but that doesn't happen in the corporate world. Uh, You need uh, hard work, of course. You need to uh, make sure that you are doing your very best work. Many women say we have to work twice as hard as men in order to get the recognition that the men get. But uh, that's not enough. No matter how hard you work, you will not succeed unless you have someone to show you the ropes and, and pull strings for you. And that's where mentorship comes in and where sponsorship comes in. And there's a new study out that you probably know about that, that um, Catalyst worked on about how um, having a mentor is great and you need to have a mentor who is an advisor who can tell you about what's going on in the organization and, and offer you insight, personal insights about how to, how to succeed. Uh, but the study found that the mentors for women were not doing the same thing that the mentors for men were doing, which is also acting as sponsors. A sponsor puts you forward for opportunities. A sponsor takes you around and introduces you to the right people so that you're put onto the high potential list for a job or you're put onto the succession plan. Um, so women have to make sure that they also have someone around who can sponsor them for the next opportunity. Well, that's excellent advice, uh, Betty, and and the network is a critical part of it as well. And that networking, uh, we're going to get to get to uh, later in the program. But uh, NAFI also provides provides networking opportunities, don't you? Yes, yes, we do. Some of them in person with events, and a lot of it online. We are our. Um, uh, we, we, we link up our members so that they can work with each other and talk with each other. NAFI members love to do business with other NAFI members, and well, they should. Absolutely. Well, when we return from break, we're going to learn more of the opportunities that NAFI presents and also a little bit more about the impact of women in leadership roles. Stay tuned for some interesting insights. We'll be right back. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you dissatisfied with your current job or not earning what you need or deserve? If you're looking for a better job with better pay to enjoy a better life, Go to BetterJobBetterLife.com and get our seven free videos that will jumpstart your future starting today. We'll teach you how to create a cycle of success with the right mindset and plan of action. Get the interview you want with a world-class resume. 
Make your references work for you and beat the competition. Network your way into the hidden job market for better jobs and faster placement. Research more effectively. The key to more job leads, stronger interviews, and higher pay. Turn your interview into an offer-winning performance. Get the money now by negotiating from strength. Thousands have successfully used our proven techniques to make their dream job or career a reality. So grab our seven free videos that will transform your career. Go to BetterJobBetterLife.com. That's BetterJobBetterLife.com. Income Property Investment Talk with Peter Mosca and Dean Issa provides homeowners and investors eager to invest well in real estate the knowledge, resources, and tools necessary to generate significant wealth. Our focus will be the paradigm. Live where you want. Invest where it makes the most sense. Listen live to the brightest minds in real estate investment every Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. That's Income Property Investment Talk with Peter Mosca and Dean Issa, where America learns to invest. Are you unhappy with your life? Looking to get unstuck from your rut? Are your fears of happiness, love, and success holding you back? You deserve a second chance. Tune in to Second Chances with Susan Armstrong. Each show will help you find your inner success. Whether it's financial success, relationship success, or the happiness and freedom in your personal life. You'll hear from Susan and some of the most influential guests who are talking the talk and walking that walk. Second Chances airs live Wednesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com listening to Total Career Success with Ken and Cheryl Dawson. Do you have a question or comment for the hosts about today's show? Please send an email to tcsonair at totalcareersuccess.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. Ken and Cheryl here with Dr. Betty Spence, uh, President of the National Association for Female Executives. And uh, we're learning a lot of uh, uh, details about women in leadership, and also how they can succeed in organizations from entrepreneurial organizations right up to major uh, national and international corporations. Uh, Betty, share with us what you think are the top uh, two or three issues that are, are facing women in the workplace today. The numbers are, are still low, and um, I think that women need to understand that. Whenever I go out and talk, I, I talk about the numbers, and I find that, that women don't realize um, that their numbers are in, in senior leadership positions are still so low. So I think it's very important for them to know that, that, that they, are, they still have to help each other. If a woman has succeeded, she needs to turn around and help other women. And if a, if a woman is starting out, she needs to find someone who can help her. I think that's really, really crucial. Um, women are still only at about 15% of everything. They're only at about 15% of corporate board seats on the Fortune 500. They're um, only at about 15% of the executive officers of companies. I think it's like 14-something. Um, and Similarly, they're hovering around that number in, in Washington. I think it's now like 16-point-something or other or 17 percent of, of the Senate and of Congress. There's, there seems to be um, a, a slowdown at, at that point. So women need to recognize that 
um, there still are issues that are um, relevant to them alone that men don't face when they are uh, in the workplace. So recognizing that and then uh, working to make sure that they are compensating for that uh, would be number two, and that would be what we were talking about before, making sure that they have the help that they need, making sure that they ask for help, that they, uh, that they, have, a, that they have sponsors and that they have mentors, but also that they do not just sit down and, and hope that things are going to go well and expect that they will be rewarded, but they get out there and ask. Men ask for what they want. Women have a tendency to wait to be rewarded, um, and that doesn't work. They need to ask for the job that they want. They need to learn about the career path. They need to go in and work with their human resources departments in order to be able to figure out what the career path would be. The place where there are the fewest women uh, is in jobs with operating responsibility, in jobs with profit and loss responsibility. Those are the jobs where you're actually making something uh, or, or selling a service, so you're responsible for bringing in revenue and making sure that you don't lose money. Um, those jobs are still about 90% in the hands of men. Uh, so we're I think one of the areas that we have found, um, and perhaps it's the exception of the rule, but... Uh, uh, women in the military today, uh, that may be the exception to the rule. Uh, recently, Cheryl and I have had some dealings with um, uh, the National Guard, as an example, uh, in Texas, in Georgia, and, um, and I'm a Marine Corps veteran, and for years, um, you know, women really never made the uh, top ranks within the military, and now it's... Um, very common for uh, women to have uh, one-star and two-star roles, brigadier general and major general roles, and they are exceptional and truly have earned and deserve their rank, and they're well-respected by their peers. Your thoughts on that, please. Isn't that wonderful? Great. (laughs) Fabulous. Great. Um, I I do believe that that the armed forces are um, breaking ground in that area. I also think that um, the government has a more... Uh, fair opportunity for women than uh, than the private sector does, um, and it may have to do with the grades. In the military, you have grades, and, you, and it's clear what the path is. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and the it's more of a structure. Has, yeah, they have the grades, and it's clear what the path is, so you know what to do. Uh, it's not that there still aren't obstacles, but um, and it's and 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 women are are figuring out how to maneuver around those obstacles. But I don't think. Um, that it's as difficult to succeed in those areas anymore. And that's just wonderful. We should be patterning ourselves in the private sector and also, you know, in the, in the um, government, um, in the elected office sector, we should be, be patterning ourselves after, after that. That's wonderful news to hear that. Yeah, and uh, as an example, uh, the, the uh, uh, commander of the National Guard in Georgia is a two-star major general, very, very sharp lady who I had the privilege of meeting not too long ago. But she's a West Point graduate, and as a West Point graduate, uh, she had the same standards and obstacles to overcome that men did, and she uh, succeeded admirably, which is one of the reasons she's risen to the rank she has. Wonderful, wonderful news. Um, The the, the women who are in the private sector um, could um, take a page from that playbook, I think, um, and 
I mean, there was something about the, 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 the courage and the straightforwardness of the armed forces people that I met. We just honored um, at our uh, annual NAFI Women of Excellence Awards, we honored someone in, from the Navy, a woman from the Navy who has actually been working for women's advancement issues um, in the Navy. And, and boy, she is, you know, she's all business, but, and, but she still is a mother. She has children, um, and she's moving things ahead for other women. And that's, that's something else that I did mention earlier. Women helping other women is so critical to women's success. Um, women who have made it up to a, a certain level are, uh, are now in, in large number making sure that they are mentoring and sponsoring and helping younger women move up as well. One analogy that we might uh, talk a little bit about is uh, in the civilian sector, uh, one of the uh, assessment processes that goes on in business is, as an example, General Electric. Uh, Jack Welch is perhaps, you know, is, you know, a great executive with GE, and we recently had on one of our radio shows the former human uh, resource executive responsible for that assessment center for GE. And very similar to the military, they had very rigid standards of excellence, and women were uh, evaluated on the same standards along with men. So I think that's a step in the right direction, and perhaps that can be developed uh, nationally and internationally. I think that would help a lot, don't you? I do. I do. I, I, um, I think it's very interesting that you had him in, because I've just been thinking about the the Jack Welch model. I mean, he really had a remarkable model that he you know, was basically the, the, the male military model, actually, That's right. the, the exactly. top-down management approach, the authoritarian, mean and mean culture. Um, and it boosted profits, boy. It delivered results. Oh, well, um, no but, question about it. But one thing I have to say, Ken, is it did not capitalize on women's talents. Uh, that top-down management approach is not natural for women. It is. It's much more natural for men, and and we could you know talk about brain structure and and evolution and all of that to to try and figure out why. But the fact is, you know, women bring um, wonderful leadership characteristics, qualities, strengths to the workplace um, that this model did not encourage the development of, such as team building and uh, nurturing your team and developing your team. As you know, Jack got rid of the bottom 10% every year. Um, and uh, that, you know, that's, that's tough love. <laughs> um, but you might very well lose some valuable people. Uh, there might be a reason why the, someone is in the bottom 10%. And so the, 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 the female leadership model that we're seeing develop now uh, and is often being taught at companies like GE. I mean, I know American Express has a wonderful program in place right now in which they have um, uh, consultants coming in to teach how to lead like a woman because women's leadership skills are critical to success in today's corporate world. Both women's uh, and, and men's leadership skills are necessary. And, and so even though Jack was great, um, I don't think he was the best thing that, that uh, uh, the women who worked at his company or that other companies that model themselves on Jack's model that, 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 that worked for women. I think they lost a lot of women's talent as a result. 
I think there's a, even an evolution there as we uh, we talked to our guests about about their particular style and also talked about other organizations. And I think the the theme that we're seeing and kind of echoes what you're saying, Betty, is that in a, uh, in addition to women helping women and uh, women seeking mentors and the sponsors and so forth, that there needs to be a process in place for um, for development. So you got to identify, you know, who those potential leaders are or who is aspiring to be a leader, and then provide them that structure and the different um, programs to be able to prepare themselves for leadership. And uh, what are some of the companies other than uh, the ones that you named that are really doing a great job of that development process? Well, let me talk to you about my total favorite, um, and this is sort of a, um, a preview of, of the list to come. I'm going to uh, – that's probably – I probably shouldn't be giving you this preview. We have a new list of top companies that's coming out in um, in about a month, uh, the 2011 uh, NAFI top companies for executive women. And the best-in-class initiative for this year is Texas Instruments. And I will tell you about um, what they have done. Um, every year, uh, NAFI has a roundtable of Top women from the from the NAFI top companies. We have one very senior woman executive with profit and loss responsibility who attends, and we work on what kinds of initiatives they can bring back to their companies for women's advancement. Uh, in in uh, about three years ago, a woman named Terry West, who um, is a senior vice president of communications and investor relations and public affairs at at Texas Instruments, went back from the NAFI roundtable and started uh, what she called P and L summits. There have been two P and L summits. P and L, remember, uh, means profit and loss responsibility, the jobs that are still 90% in the hands of men. They brought each year they brought 60 different women together who have high potential for these jobs where they're running major operations, but yet we're not in those positions yet. They worked with them. Um, they gave them a day in the life. They brought in women who ha- were succeeding in these jobs and having families so that, that that fear factor was was dealt with. You can have a life and have a profit and loss responsibility. And then help them figure out what their career would look like if they were to follow this path. What are the things that they're missing? What do they need to do in order to, to get onto that path? And since the first PNL summit, which was in 2009 in December, Texas Instruments has doubled the number of women in these positions. Wow, that that's is excellent. That's yeah. a remarkable initiative. It's better than any initiative that I've ever seen at any company. That's, uh, well, we just have a minute here, but uh, we're going to get into in the next segment some of the impact um, that the organizations in the top companies you're talking about, Betty, uh, actually has on the bottom line, and that it's not just about diversity or uh, finding talent uh, to level the playing field, but it's also about results. So when we get back, we'll talk more about that. So be sure to stay tuned. the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787, and ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. 
Are you dissatisfied with your current job or not earning what you need or deserve? If you're looking for a better job with better pay to enjoy a better life, go to betterjobbetterlife.com and get our seven free videos that will jumpstart your future starting today. We'll teach you how to create a cycle of success with the right mindset and plan of action. Get the interview you want with a world-class resume. Make your references work for you and beat the competition. Network your way into the hidden job market for better jobs and faster placement. Research more effectively. The key to more job leads, stronger interviews, and higher pay. Turn your interview into an offer-winning performance. Get the money now by negotiating from strength. Thousands have successfully used our proven techniques to make their dream job or career a reality. So grab our seven free videos that will transform your career. Go to BetterJobBetterLife.com. That's BetterJobBetterLife.com. Zoom Leadership. It's the big picture issues of the day, up close and personal capabilities of leadership, and a desirable future of constant renewal. Zoom Leadership. It's the economic crisis made clear, patterns and perspectives of leadership, and the importance of changing the way we pursue our future. Join host John Schmidt every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time. Zoom Leadership. An inside look at what's really going on in business, government, and civil society. Tune in every week on the Voice America Business Channel. Frankly Speaking About Cancer is a program designed to empower survivors and their caregivers to deal with the social and emotional challenges of cancer. Drawing on resources from wellness communities throughout America and abroad, the show will invite physicians, researchers, nurses, social workers, patients, and caregivers to share their advice on how to live a better life with cancer. Join host Kim Tibaldo, President and CEO of the Wellness Community, Tuesday afternoons at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and wellness network what it comes down to ladies is that defining line between been there done that and ain't going back baby yeah i've heard them call you yuppies and baby boomers maybe even dolls babes darling sugar and sweetheart but i say that women are truly amazing join dr marlene for amazing women brains beauty and style every wednesday afternoon at two pacific right here on the voice america variety channel Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to Total Career Success with Ken and Cheryl Dawson. Do you have a question or comment for the hosts about today's show? Please send an email to tcsonair at totalcareersuccess.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. Ken and Cheryl here with Betty Spence, and we're talking about the impact of women in leadership, in particular in the roles of uh, profit and loss, uh, the operations part of organizations. And, Betty, you referred to uh, some great examples of uh, programs that help pro- propel women into those roles. And, Ken, you had a, an example you wanted to share as well. I, I did. And, uh, Betty, for the benefit of our listeners, we have a wide variety of uh, uh, people who listen to our show, many of whom are women executives, and uh, and I might just uh, go back to just a little bit of background. Cheryl and I met teaching college in New Jersey, and we now both have undergraduates, double masters, and I was very, very impressed with Cheryl because she had many of the uh, excellent uh, skills that female executives needed. So I 
joined uh, General Telephone Company of Florida, which is a subsidiary of GTE, and we used to have um, very uh, full-blown assessment processes. We would do full-week programs for our executives around uh, the country, and typically we would have a requirement that every company was required to have a certain number of female executives beyond the team which put a huge amount of pressure on the companies to train them and uh, help them and monitor them and so forth. And I remember that being a very, very critical part of our process. And we really trained and groomed and promoted many very excellent female executives to uh, uh, companies or, or positions within companies. And it seems to me that that's exactly the kind of thing that more and more companies should be doing. And AT&T was way ahead of its, or General Telephone was way ahead of its time in doing that. Um, they were they were doing it long before we saw other other companies with initiatives like that. Most of those initiatives didn't start till about the mid '90s. Um, and and if I could share one with you uh, that happened in 1995, I would be delighted. Um, and that was at IBM. In 1995, they started the Women's Initiative there. It was after um, they did a very thorough examination of what was going on throughout the global company for women and for um, all of the different um, constituencies, blacks, Hispanics, um, gay, lesbian, um, Asians, and uh, people with disabilities, I think I forgot to mean Native Americans. So they looked um, at what was going on for each one of these constituencies and then put together initiatives um, to move them ahead. But it wasn't about, it wasn't as, as Ted Childs, who was then the uh, vice president of diversity and inclusion at IBM, said it's not about black and white, it's about green. It was about making money because these groups could uh, market to their own constituencies. And the women went so far with their initiative, they now have 50 global women's councils that are working on issues related to women's advancement. And they have other networks, and they have virtual networks, um, and they have programs uh, where they're working uh, to, to help women move into uh, senior positions. Right now, although IBM is still a, a, a technology company that has a majority, well, well over a majority, almost two-thirds, um, male employees. Women are about a third of the senior positions. So that means that women are, um, if they are a third of the company and they're a third of the, posi- of the senior positions, that's really good. That's what that initiative did. That's excellent. What a great example and great model uh, for other organizations. Well, aside from, um, you know, just giving everyone a, a, a you know, level playing field, Betty, uh, and also the fact that many companies, uh, as we've work in the talent management arena, are facing a, a talent leadership gap. That Those two reasons alone ought to be adequate motivation for programs to develop women. But there's research demonstrating that there's also additional bottom line results uh, when um, promoting women into um, leadership roles. Can you share with us uh, some of the research on that? It is very interesting, the, the research that, that has been coming out um, uh, McKinsey, Catalyst, um, Columbia University, un- doing a study with the University of Maryland, all found um, that companies with uh, greater numbers of women 
on the board and in their senior executive positions uh, are more profitable. They can't make a cause and effect. I can't wait for a study that does find cause and effect. I mean, I'd really like to see the return on investment study for, for women running, running divisions and men running divisions. I'm sure that women are bringing in at least as much in the way of profits for their divisions as men are. There has been no such study. So it's a correlation that we're getting from the existing studies already. But there's a, there's a uh, higher return on investment. There is, there's a greater uh, return on capital, um, um, higher revenues for these companies. And so uh, it, you are right uh, when you say that um, having women in senior executive positions and on the boards, um, Cheryl, is really paying off for these companies. Well, I was also interested Excuse me. Interested in the fact um, that if you look at the stock res- uh, um, results, that of the twelve uh, Fortune 500 companies that are uh, run by um, you know female CEOs, they had an average um, increase of fifty percent in 2009 when everybody else was going down. Uh, <laughs> um, over a twenty-five percent increase for the Standard and Poor. Uh, 500 in general. So I thought that was an astounding statistic. It is a very interesting statistic. I haven't. I've been looking to see if if there's a, a new assessment of how the, the women are have been doing since that that study came out. Uh, and I haven't seen one come out yet. I'm hoping it comes out soon. It's a guy. Um, his name is Del Jones, um, who who does that that research for USA Today, um, and has been looking at it for quite a while. Finding that companies run by women are bringing in higher profits. It's fascinating. Um, there's also some really interesting research about um, women money managers and profits. There was a study uh, done by a hedge fund research group that found that hedge funds uh, run by women, although that's only 3% of the hedge fund money, that they were bringing in um, uh, at least uh, one-half more uh, money than the men were in a nine-year period that included the terrible year of 2008. And they found that in 2008, uh, women-run hedge funds lost half of what the men's hedge funds lost. And, you know, they speculate about what the reasons might be for that. And one of them is that that um, women uh, tend to be longer-term thinkers than men. Men like to, to go for the quick profit. They think of the quarter, maybe. That's about as far ahead as they'll think. Uh, whereas women are thinking about, okay, if I make this particular decision, how is it going to affect the company long term? How is it going to affect my clients? How is it going to affect the economy? Um, so it's, you know, men are looking straight ahead, whereas women are looking at um, a, a, a wider perspective when they're making those decisions. And they think that that's why um, women, women, women investing your money may be better for you. That's interesting, and, and you wonder if that's... Um Perhaps what you were saying earlier, Betty, that you know men have been rewarded as the leaders primarily, ninety um, percent anyway, for that short, short-term thinking, and women are coming into the roles uh, not so stuck on the tried and true uh, methods of the past. Now we are not saying that it's not good to make a quick profit because, of course, it is, but that can't be the only way an organization is thinking. Uh, because sometimes the quick profit turns around and becomes a very quick, dramatic, and horrific loss, as we saw um, in, in the last few years. So what NAPI is calling for is for bringing women into those leadership positions in an, in, um, with an equal voice. 
Absolutely. And according to the research, the program most utilized by women for development is career counseling and coaching. Why do you think that is so, and how does it help them succeed? Of course, there are all kinds of career coaches. Um, some are better than others, and some approaches are better than others. A very smart thing for women to be doing, though, because um, whatever you can learn about bringing out your strengths and um, whatever you can learn about how to deal with the very complicated um, kinds of relationships that exist in the workplace, uh, the better. Um, women get that from their coaches more than, than men do because men get it from their mentors. Men get it from their peers. And men have more time to get it from their peers. Both men and women are, are you know, they network all the time, but, but um, you know, men go out after work. They might go out for a drink or they might go out for, uh, go out for lunch. They might, might go out golfing because they're not home taking care of the children. Women don't have the opportunities to do that as much as men. So they don't get the... The, the skinny on what's going on. Um, they don't necessarily have the access to the opportunities that might happen on a golf course. We all know that business is done on the golf course. Um, men say, hey, I know this job opportunity. I know, this, I know this, there, there is this, this um, business that, w- that we're starting here in this company that you, you, you ought to throw your hat in for that, and I'll sponsor you for that. That happens on a casual basis, and women are often not part of that. And so women need to be working with their coaches to, A, to be encouraged to do that, and, and B, to find other ways to make sure that their strengths are known by those who can offer them those opportunities. And making those connections as well. Yes. Uh, you mentioned uh, earlier, Betty, that the, a number of top companies that you've, um, that you've seen on your list have succession planning processes, and we just have a minute here, but share with us why the succession manage, management process is so critical. Well, if you're not on the succession plan, you're not considered for the job. Mm-hmm. Uh, and every company has succession planning. Um, the interesting story about about IBM is that one um, a senior vice president, when he understood the talent that was being wasted in uh, in his division, he was running the software division, um, he told all of the people who were reporting to him, and every general manager from around the world at, at, at um, IBM was reporting to him, he said, I want women on every single one of those plans. And the men said, what, 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 why? And he said, I see the talent that's not being utilized, mm-hmm. and I want this to, to go on. I, I, this is a new day, and we're going to make sure that women are on every one of these plans because I want, don't want to lose that talent. Well, we're going to talk more about the importance of accountability when we return, so stay tuned. News. Opinion. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you dissatisfied with your current job or not earning what you need or deserve? If you're looking for a better job with better pay to enjoy a better life, go to betterjobbetterlife.com and get our seven free videos that will jumpstart your future starting today. We'll teach you how to create a cycle of success with the right mindset and plan of action. Get the interview you want with a world-class resume. Make your references work for you and beat the competition. Network your way into the hidden job market for better jobs and faster placement. Research more effectively. The key to more job leads, stronger interviews, and higher pay. Turn your interview into an offer-winning performance. 
Get the money now by negotiating from strength. Thousands have successfully used our proven techniques to make their dream job or career a reality. So grab our seven free videos that will transform your career. Go to BetterJobBetterLife.com. That's BetterJobBetterLife.com. Michelle Core Six Degrees is your connected consciousness. Six Degrees is what comes around, goes around radio. Committed to delivering a fresh perspective on thought-provoking, investigative information that can change your life. Six Degrees connects you to the social and emotional scene and is your trusted advisor from finance to romance, mainstream to metaphysical. It's a positive, upbeat look at life, love, and the pursuit of passion. Get connected Saturdays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to Patricia Raskin Positive Living on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This program brings you practical and inspiring principles for living a more authentic, engaging, and passionate life. Patricia's guests will give you a formula for connecting, giving, forgiving, and miraculous living. So tune in and call in to Patricia Raskin Positive Living Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. It's practical, positive solutions for a happy, empowered, and successful life the internet's number one talk station number one talk station voiceamerica.com you are listening to total career success with ken and cheryl dawson do you have a question or comment for the host about today's show? Please send an email to tcsonair at totalcareersuccess.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. Ken and Cheryl here with Betty Spence, uh, president of the National Association of Female Executives. And we've been covering a lot of ground, uh, Betty. In the, in the last segment, you mentioned that um, uh, organizations that um, kind of set up an accountability for performance related to developing and prom- promoting women are the ones who are actually t- uh, able to change the dial, so to speak, and, and increase the numbers. Uh, what are some of the measures of accountability that uh, really supports accomplishing that? Well, this, the, your, your question is interesting because um, so much of advancement in the private sector happens for subjective reasons. It happens because of who you know. Uh, It's your connections. Um, It happens because you're in the right place at the right time. Uh, And it doesn't necessarily happen because the competition is a level playing field. Um, We have a a company on our list this year, KPMG, which has what it calls a a, a scorecard um, in which they, um, you know, and, and, and just having the scorecard isn't enough. It's shared with the board and shared with the management committee. If the scorecard is just there and, and is with HR, it isn't going to make a difference, but the board actually sees it. And it sets out what the goals are um, at each level um, and makes sure that um, uh, all aspects of leadership are included in that scorecard. Um, drill, they drill all the way down to the local businesses. Um, they ha- and they have a robust identification process so that everyone is involved in that scorecard so that when um, uh, when someone is looking for someone uh, to, to promote, when they're thinking about who they're going to promote to, uh, to partner, everyone's name is on there and you can check them all out. Another company that has a really wonderful program is WellPoint. Um, they have a, uh, what they're calling their succession planning um, 
process, and it is all computerized. Anybody can go in it uh, and put, you know, anybody at a certain level can go in it, and they put in what, what they're looking for, what their talents are. They can update it at any time. And if you are looking for someone for, to fill a position, you go into that base and you can find a whole lot of people who would be qualified for that regardless of their gender. Uh, it's a wonderful process. In fact, the current CEO of WellPoint, Angela Braley, was identified a few years back by the retiring um, uh, general counsel who was looking for a replacement for himself at headquarters. And he went in and he found Angela Braley's name. She was at that point in Missouri as the, um, the CEO of Blue Cross Blue Shield, or I think it might have been called Anthem at that time, in Missouri. And he brought her into headquarters as a CFO, um, and she made sure that she did that knowing that she could get another P&L job. And then she moved into CEO of the entire company. There's um, many thousands of names on, in that database what a very effective way to level the playing field. And, Betty, that's exactly the point I was making earlier. Um, relative to the military, I mean, there are fitness reports across the board that point out very specific objective criteria that must be met. And, and it takes, for all intents and purposes, the subjectivity out of the process in exactly the same model. Uh, is developed, has been developed, and can be developed in every company. But the question is not, uh, you know, does this female executive have that experience? It's ensured that she does have that experience and has excellent performance and potential appraisal feedback to go along with it. So once she's asked the question, do you have it, boom, there it is. Yes, it's, that's really good. And you know what, this, you're talking about that makes me think about uh, the corporate board selection process. With women still at about 15% of the, the membership of corporate boards, and um, we still hear the, the, the people saying, oh, there aren't enough qualified women for boards. Um, and I would beg to differ because, you know, I personally know probably, you know, two or 3,000 women who are out there in these, one, these, these P&L positions now running major divisions at America's corporations who have the same experience that a CEO would have um, running a, a, a smaller company, not, not a company the size of IBM, but a company the size of, of, of Avon or other, other companies of that size. So there are women who are definitely ready for these positions, um, but the executive search firms don't have their names. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we need to figure out a new way to make sure that these women are known and also that the women make themselves known. And, uh, that, women... and that, Betty, that's, in my opinion, the most critical thing. I mean, it, it, for all, I don't mean this in a derogatory way, but, but women really need to be assertive in terms of their skills, abilities, and talents. So many of them have tremendous skills, abilities, and talents, but they're not assertive enough in making themselves known in the business marketplace. One of the nice things about women is that they don't brag. They don't throw themselves out and say, aren't I terrific? But that also can stand in the way, and there is a way to get, make yourself known without sounding like a braggart. You need to exactly let people right. know. You need to let the higher-ups, especially especially your boss and those above them, know what it is that you are interested in, which is why the kind of, of database, succession planning database that WellPoint has is so good because you can put it all in there, and it is available when people are looking for job, you know, for, to fill jobs. Um, who you are and what you want and what your skills are are all there for people to see. I'll bet, exactly right. bet that would be a great role for NAFI to, to help the uh, retained firms to create that more uh, robust list of qualified women for boards. 
I love it. Do you want to give me a budget for it? Yeah, that sounds good. Well, let's work on that. <laughs> well, uh, we just have a minute to the end of the show. I can't believe it. But uh, what do you uh, see as the vision for NAFI over the next year and beyond, Betty? My vision for NAFI is that we help to catalyze what I see um, as uh, the, the, the turning point, the tipping point for women. We're at a point right now um, where if we push really hard, I think within, within five years we're going to see a change. I think that um, there are enough women moving into leadership positions now at America's best corporations uh, who can take over leadership reins and make sure that other women are moving into those positions. So I think in in five years we're going to see the numbers of women in senior positions uh, increasing exponentially. Well, that's something I would cheer. And, Betty, I want to thank you for being with us today. How can uh, our listeners get more information about NAFI? Please go to uh, NAFI.com. And, and check us out, um, and you can shoot me an email if you're interested in the organization, and that's betty.spence at nafe.com. And that's N-A-F-E dot com. Right. Well, thanks again. Uh, we'll have another great show for you next week. Be sure to join us, and uh, have take care in the meantime. Betty, thank you so much for joining us. It was a great pleasure. I'm glad you're doing the work that you're doing. Thank you, and uh, I hope that every woman is successful in their company as shareholders and ours. Thank you. Thanks again for joining us this week on Total Career Success with Ken and Cheryl Dawson. Remember to join us again next Monday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific, here on the Voice America Variety Channel.